0: Welcome to Marvel Vision, a podcast about Marvel, the MCU, and right now, the Marvels. I'm Alex. Hey! Marvels Vision. I'm Justin. <laughs> I'm Pete. And yes, we are going to be talking about the Marvels, which is in theaters in most places. Now, I'm not going to say everywhere. For the so minute. <laughs> for, for the, the time for being. Minute, for the minute. For the time being. Uh, now... We all went to see it. You probably all went to see it the previous weekend. So, but I'm going to put a spoiler warning on anyway. We're going to be talking about the whole movie. We're going to be talking about the end credits, of course. We're definitely going to be talking about the box office and the fallout here. But before we get into all of that business, that businessy stuff, I just want to get raw reactions to the movie. We usually start off with like a, a temperature check on how you saw it. I will say, I saw it as a critic screening first in IMAX. Mm. Um, so not a lot of reactions there, but I still really enjoyed it. I had a good time. I had a lot of fun with it. Certainly have some quibbles uh, with some aspects that I'm sure people get very mad at me about, but then I saw it again in IMAX with my kids a couple of days later. And again, Really enjoyed it. Better to see it with a non-critic audience. And my kids loved it. My daughter was like, that movie was great coming out of it. Nice. My son really nice. enjoyed it as well. Um, the other people that we saw it with, uh, one of those other people is my wife. I don't know why I said that that way. Yeah, I nice. also enjoyed it. So the Secret. whole group. The whole group had a good time. It um, seems like your wife should be a part of your family. Uh, my two children and also that lady who hangs out with us. The uh, – The other thing that I'll say, though, is the critic screening was already kind of like setting off alarm bells a little bit for me in terms of it was a Marvel screening. What they usually do at these screenings is they will take your phone and hold your phone so you don't leak anything. They didn't even bother. There was like one security guard. The theater wasn't full. And I was like, oh, they didn't even pat you down or anything. No, no patting down. Nothing like that. No security note beforehand or anything. So I was like, oh, this Uh is. This is is not a good – this does not bode well for what they – how well they think this movie is going to do. And then when I saw it on Sunday, um, the audience was – like it it was not full. Like it was not full and it's the Lincoln Square IMAX, which is – Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah, it's usually packed. Yeah. It's usually packed. So that was a little bit of a bummer. But again, we had a fun time. That's my experience – Pete, what about you or
1: Justin? Well, well, let me say very similarly. I saw the movie projected on the side of a van while Kevin Feige just cried uh, on the bumper. So that was my. That's
2: very specific.
1: Yeah, but they just were pretty loose about it. They're like, he just said, pay what you want. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Did you pay more because he was crying or less? Yeah, that's his tactic now. He cries and everybody pays more. That's what the uh Bob Iger's big plan is having the execs <laughs> cry and so that people will hopefully oh, contribute.
0: I can't deal with it when an exec
1: cries. That's what I'm saying. I hate saying <laughs> like the things babies, puppies, and execs crying. Mm-hmm. All three make me cry. Yeah, like,
0: particularly people. if they like are wiping their tears off with the hundred dollar bills they made over the past five minutes. I'm just like, Oh, you poor you poor baby.
1: Yeah, I like pain. it when they slice their tears out of their eyes with a credit card. Oh, wow, <laughs> they're black, heavy American Express credit cards. Great.
2: How did you really see it? Josh? Yeah,
1: are you gonna uh, answer
2: this fucking thing or should I go? <laughs> okay, I did. Out. Wow, Pete,
1: chill. We're we're friends. <laughs> Just every podcast we start is friends. So let's remember that. Even if we just recorded one before this where you were mad, we're starting over as friends. You have to reset that in your brain. Uh, the way man, we dump fresh, all start the references. Fresh. are fresh. Exactly. Uh, I saw this uh, during the day uh, the, in the week after the weekend when it was released in the theater. It was pretty empty, and the movie was projected on the screen, and the sound was playing. Wow. Great.
2: Uh-oh. Um. All right. Well, I saw it, um, and it was it wasn't that packed, um, but uh, the people who did see it with me were rowdy, and uh, we had a great time. Yeah, I had a blast. I thought. And the, you should
0: clarify that one of the people you saw with was my wife, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, she was yeah. there for some reason. I guess seven, she goes to all the screenings. I guess she goes all the screenings. I don't right? know.
1: Yeah, she uh, she, her job is to collect Feige tears, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She comes around with a cup. Our water's um, broken so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, you're you're bathing in faggy tears? <laughs> flex. That's a flex, Alex.
2: I uh I had a, I had a blast. I thought the idea of having three different kind of people to switch through for the fight added a nice new freshness to a fight sequence. I've seen so many goddamn fight sequences at this point. I thought it was a nice kind of heightening of something that we've seen a lot. So I appreciated Uh, the kind of spectacle that it was. And part of me wondered if I had saw it in 3D, if it would have been better, but Mm. um, man. Yeah. I just thought it was just kind of a fun blast popcorn movie. Um, Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of uh, really cool moments.
1: Uh, From a a real opinion uh, standpoint, I liked this more than I thought I uh, would coming into it. I agree. It was pretty light and fun. I liked that. It was, just kept to a main central story. The fights were really good. The choreography was great. They were shot well, especially in comparison to Quantumania, a yeah. movie where a lot of the visuals were really bad. So i, I got to give them credit there. I do think you could see the things and pieces that they've chopped out of this cut to make it. Fast and not be Have the same bogged down Problems as so many others not just Marvel But superhero movies and sort of all Franchise movies now where they're overly Complex and overstuffed information That pushes any sort Of character ideas out of the way and It's just less fun they really stuck To the fun and we didn't have To spend as much time with the uh, Unfortunate Cree Scroll uh, occupation plot line that was running underneath All of this
0: I think that was the jankiness uh, of it, you know, is sort of what you're getting at here. You know, I've said this many times on this podcast alone. I am a sucker for body switching comedies. But at the same time, my major feeling coming out of seeing this now twice is the body switching part is so much fun. And like we're talking about, Nia DaCosta films it so well which yeah. is really hard to do to keep that stuff straight particularly yeah. when like you were saying Pete in the middle of an action sequence that fight that you know starts it, when Captain Marvel gets to the con house and then spins out into multiple locations in space and keeps switching their bodies that could have been a disaster and oh, instead yeah. It's maybe one of the best action sequences in the MCU. It's easy to follow. It's fun. The beats are great. It heightens so well. It feels like a dance routine like it's happening. There's actual stakes as it's going on because you have the Khan family in the middle there. Yeah. Phenomenal. All of that stuff is great. Tom great. They're great. Everybody's very funny in the movie. Even Samuel Jackson is funny in the movie. Oh, yeah. He, he really gets to be fun. fun. He yeah. only
1: has to be fun, really, in this. He oh doesn't have to do a bunch of nonsense. It was great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, great. So, all of that. Love the whole cast. Had a blast with that.
2: Cast is great. T-
0: my big takeaway is like, I wish that was the movie. And what I mean by that is, these three superheroes getting their powers entangled, that's a, and they don't really know each other, and they all have specific relationships with each other, that's a movie. That is enough of a movie to power 90 minutes of a ridiculous comedy as they go through space and try to get untangled and have to work together. The things that didn't work for me, mostly because they were like themes thrown out there and never really completed the thought – was the overall action stuff, the stuff with Zawe Ashton's Dar Ben, the stuff with the Kree and the Scroll, like you were saying. There's a lot of interesting ideas that are thrown out there, and just they're like, Ugh! and then yeah. never followed through in any way. And it's frustrating because all of that stuff makes it more confusing than it needs to be, when otherwise you have a pretty straightforward, fun movie right in the middle there. Yes, Pete.
2: Uh, I was going to say that the one part that I think they did do well is with the little troublemaker. You know what I mean? That whole part of like you were gone. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you said you were going to be right back and you Lieutenant never said in Trouble? Yeah. Oh, okay. Not little troublemaker. You know what I fucking meant. I'm sorry. I did I, I, wording right. I actually did sorry. not know sorry. what you're talking I, about. I, yes. I actually All thought
1: right. you meant the cats. I thought you were calling them I little troublemakers. Yes. Like they were cute little <laughs> troublemakers. That's exactly what I thought. That's a oh. good nickname. That's a good name for a cat, Pete. You're going to get a cat. Aren't you? Uh, I know, I know. you're...
2: Yes, you call, are. Call, little Troublemaker, please. Little Troublemaker's uh, a great name. Okay, LT. great. Thank you. LT. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyways, I thought that the, the way they dealt with that was really good. And, you know, they didn't kind of like try to cover it up. I mean, mm-hmm. she owned up to it, which I thought was really nice for well, her as a character. Well,
0: let me throw something out there because I did like those beats as well. And I, mean, I, I want to be clear, like individually taken as a piece, I thought these were things that were interesting to explore, but then they didn't explore them. With that, they did have this arc of Monica is a kid who idolized Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel disappeared, and she's become disillusioned with her. The thing that they never did was they never really connected that with the idea that you have Kamala Khan is idolizing also Captain Marvel and is in a situation where she is about to become disillusioned with her. and. They like approach this, but yeah,
1: I would say and Captain Marvel is disillusioned with herself as a hero. So like I think it's a perfect little triptych like you're saying and they could have and even take your point even further. It would be much better if what Captain Marvel what everyone was doing was super low stakes and the body switching messes it up. Rather mm-hmm. than having the, all this nonsense Captain Marvel has to deal with in space, if she was just doing a routine mish diplomatic mission and then Miss uh, Marvel kept ending up there and messing it up and then the, they kept hitting the circle and screwing up each other's lives separately and mm-hmm. then had to come together to fix all three, that's a simple, clean story where the body switching is that center. And we don't have to mess around with all this other stuff and we could touch on
2: those disillusionment themes that you just hit on.
0: Well, let me throw it well, to I, the, I think the problem oh, yeah, with
2: – with that is they had to move some pieces on the board a little bit for what's to come, so yes, well, that's you know what I mean, I would have loved that too, but they got shit to do because we're not getting these movies in the you know what I mean they gotta get ready for the next one
0: well let, let me throw this oh. out there because the other half of the movie, which i mean it's not exactly half of the movie, but like the plot driver of the movie with Darben. Didn't really work for me, but again, I think there were elements there that there were interesting that they just weren't able to follow through because there were too many things going on in about an hour and a half, is two things I'll throw out there. One, all of that stuff felt like it was a Captain Marvel 2 script that then they added in Miss Marvel, and they added in Monica yeah. Rambo and it started to change, and they added the body switching, whatever. But the idea that Captain Marvel was the villain, which they end up at the end of the movie, I thought that's really interesting. Like the idea that she's trying to fix things and she makes it exponentially worse. That's a whole Captain Marvel two movie,
1: you know? And Mm -hmm. I I agree with you. I bet that was the plot and they were, did an interesting, especially for a superhero movie to make the hero, the villain and the villain doing something heroic for her people, but just not caring about the consequences of that interesting choice. But like when you graft that with this very (laughs) intense uh, pl- uh, body switching part. Those two things are so tonally different, physically, different, it just doesn't match. And that's again, I think that's the flaw with the MCU's formula
2: in general. But mm-hmm. well, well, like, what do you guys think about the fact that, like, you know, this really pushes a big cat agenda? You know, like, well, the, hold on, before we the get the pro cat kids, agenda in this, is, is I huge. do want to
0: talk about all those little troublemakers, one hundred percent. So let's let's come back to that in a second. But just to stay on this, uh, I think. First of all, it did Zoe Ashton, who is a good, renowned actress. And just as a note, she is together with Tom Hiddleston. So that's very cute. Um, yeah. There are two major Marvel what projects are we doing? at the same time. What are you... We're doing celeb gossip. We always do Yeah. Stuff. We always go this. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I don't know. But she could have been great. And it did her no favors because ultimately she was turned into this snarling villain who's about at the level of Chris Eccleston's uh, Malekith in Thor, the dark world. And mm. I, I don't know. She's just like, really? it's just very generic and it yes. just didn't work.
1: Well, you could um, tell a lot of whatever her story was, was cut. I think. yes like because you just saw her every now and again and she was like i want the sun i was like what okay <laughs> <laughs> what's your plan here how does this yeah work? i don't know you're gonna you're suck gonna,
0: a sun through a hole and then leave it somewhere else you're okay. gonna take all of the oceans and dump it in your ocean and then that's going to be fine you took the yeah. air and that's not how that works you don't no, take definitely fresh air i think it does it haven't you seen space
1: Oh yeah, that's true. Actually, and that is a doc, recall, famously a documentary about yes. uh, physics and NASA. Astro- and I know it's
0: a fantasy, you know, fantasy sci-fi movie and whatever. So it's fine. But I do think those are some of the things where it's like, did you keep stealing the air from this planet? Did you steal all the seas for the? Pl- what happened to the specifically the musical theater planet? What happened to that afterwards? Let alone, yes, the sun plan. I don't know how the sun plan worked at all.
1: Um, Imagine being an astronaut on your first big trip to space <laughs> And you crash on a musical theater planet <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's a planet plan of the apes. That's planet of the apes, except scarier. Is what yeah, that is. Stop this planet of the apes. I want to get off. You know what I'm talking you about? You damn dirty singers. What did you do? You ruined it. You ruined it all. One more thing I
0: wanted to say before we move to Pete's uh, flirting time, which is going to take up a solid, I don't know, I want to say 45 minutes of this podcast, <laughs> is the other theme that really struck me the second time through that, again, I think is really interesting and i do think they're going for this is i think they were trying to push a bit of the idea that the not a bit of the idea but push the idea that the cree is the british empire and literally having like the sun never sets on the british empire the sun Mm -hmm. is literally setting on it it's the end they're taking resources from other people they're trying to go back to these colonies and like say give us what is ours down to the fact that Darben and her assistant, who I know from Lovesick on
1: Netflix, which is a great show. And The Gold on Paramount Plus, which is very good in that. So as well. good.
0: Uh, but all the British people, the Cree were all the British people. So I thought that was pretty clear. But again, given that theme, which I think is a really interesting idea for a movie, to not specifically connect that to Miss Marvel, what that was a theme that played out of the first season of her show was, I thought, weird. And yeah. beyond that, Monvelotti, the clear standout of the movie, like oh. so funny in Star-Maker. every single scene, incredible. There was none of that uh cultural resonance from her show mm. when you really could have had it in the movie, particularly given that theme, particularly like British people are coming for her bangle that was given to her by her grandmother. That seems like something you could play with, but they didn't at all. Yeah. And beyond that, the Khan family just became like funny sitcom family. Like I appreciated the fact there were little moments where they threw in Them praying, or like the moment where you think Sam Jackson's gonna be like, "Stop praying," and he's like, "No, please, keep praying. We need all the help. Pray harder. We need all the help we can get." And I thought that was great because that's just like a implicit endorsement of people who practice Islam are allowed to exist. You know, which should not be necessary in a movie, but it's there. But Other than that, it was so genericized that you lost some of those really powerful scenes, like when they talked about the partition in the show and other things. And not that it all needed to be agenda driven, but I thought those themes were right there on the surface. And for them not to grasp them or avoid them entirely
2: was a bummer. And now uh, they had a lot. They had a lot to do. You know what I mean? Uh, It's almost better just to kind of bring up the idea a little bit sometimes. I think. Well, let me say say this though. Why did they? Don't lecture me. You know.
1: Why did they have a lot to do? They're in charge of what they have to do. (laughs) They didn't need to give themselves too much to do. Because that's my over, before we get to the fun part, that's my overall complaint. And what I think this movie and in retrospect, quantum mania exposed is the sort of the formula that so many of these movies has have is, is too much happening plot wise that squeezes out interesting, unique character moments or scenes where they can breathe and have more fun and so we end up having all these movies that feel the same so of course we're going to get tired these movies are tiring from a story perspective because it's too, too much to follow and too much to hold when you what you really want to see is the fun and it worked in the past because you had all these fun actors who was like who were like oh it's crazy i can still make a joke and yeah, move on in, in the, the first past, couple
2: phases you're not trying to tie in a TV show, the new, the next movie, you know what I mean?
0: Well, I think without jumping too far ahead, if we are going to end up talking about this, that is the problem, right? Is that they're trying to tie in too many things and it's driving away the casual fans, which led to, at least in part to the box office implosion two weekends ago. And presumably we don't know as we're taping this what the box office receipts are for weekend two. I don't think they're going to be good. I don't think there's going to be an improvement there or anything like that. Yeah. And you're exactly right, Pete. Like, this is a movie that comes off of Captain Marvel, which made over a billion dollars. Mind you, it came between Infinity War and Endgame and felt like an essential middle chapter in these two blockbuster movies where people were screaming and sobbing and crying at the end of Infinity War. So it had that advantage there. It also came in primetime when you needed to see every single superhero movie that came out in theater, so it had that advantage as well. But also, it's a good movie that people liked. This was a sequel to Captain Marvel, but it's also a sequel to WandaVision, a TV show that came out two years ago, that people like, but came out two years ago, and Miss Marvel, a show that, whatever you thought about it, was the least watched show in the MCU. Like, it was sub a million viewers every single episode. That cuts down, that
2: whittles your audience. Also, it, 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 there was a strike, you couldn't go on talk shows to talk about movies, so there wasn't a buildup. Of, yeah. hey, this movie is coming out. It was like, hey, this movie's coming out n- this week. And it's like, wait, what?
1: Well, I would also argue it's not a sequel to any of those things. Like if they wanted to make a true Captain Marvel sequel to follow up on the billion dollar movie, they should have done that. That movie would be called Captain Marvel 2. Like Electric she's, she's a bad guy this time or whatever it is. Rather than what this was, which was like a half sequel of everything. So it doesn't really... Command the fan base and the what, drive what of any this? of
2: those. Captain Marvel, too, too fast, too furious. Mm. Mm.
0: So, it, but it I think what you're saying, Justin, is it's less of a sequel and more of a squequel. What
1: you say? Yeah. It's definitely a sque- in the Squeakwell family. <laughs> oh, wow. Though so they didn't squeak past $47 million yeah, dollars listen, at the box office. There are
0: a lot of different factors why this movie didn't work. And I will argue. But it was
2: a fun movie.
0: It was a fun movie. Yeah. And I think that'll point They'll to. So saying it doesn't re-
2: work doesn't make sense. Doesn't work
0: logistically. Doesn't lurk in terms of the box office. Is not working for the MCU. Is leading to a major reevaluation of the MCU behind the scenes where maybe they're not going to go. For forward with it in the same way going forward
1: yeah like we can enjoy this movie their disney and marvel are looking at this is the biggest failure of the entire project this wow. is a disastrous movie for them uh, from a viewership money maker and i, I think it'll have a, a second life on it, that, online on yeah disney plus and yeah. it, it actually will fit better there because then you can mm-hmm. just be like oh i finished miss marvel I oh here's like a movie kids
2: will love this totally
1: i don't even mean that i think it's just you will know what to go from to you can go from miss marvel to the Mm -hmm. wandavision you can actually funnel it funnel your viewership right to it without having to have them understand this is coming out we'll be willing to pay 20 bucks to go see it it sounds like you're
2: working on an algorithm to
1: get people to watch it already that algorithm exists it's just a little picture that says Want to watch this now? (laughs) You don't even need an algorithm there. It's just put it up when it's done.
0: I think just to sort of sum up this part of the conversation, this is the end of the MCU in our last podcast episode. Pete, you want to talk about Flerkins?
2: Yeah, This is turning into a cat podcast. One of the things that I was surprised about with this movie was Samuel L. Jackson picked up the cat like he didn't just get his eyes scratched out. Like what the fuck that was. He said he referred
0: to it. Like I agree with you. He picked up the tiny little baby Flirkin and he was like, There's a line, it's right in the background. I didn't hear
2: it the first time, I heard it the
0: second time, where he's like, Not my good eye. Yeah, that's funny. I didn't hear that.
2: Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I wanted a little bit more of like, Hey man, like maybe don't pick up that cat because the last (laughs) time you did that you lost an eye, bruh. Yeah.
0: But he's also hung out with goose off and odd over the intervening years. So that's true. He's got he's got Lazy Man. Uh, Can we actually not to go back to like the whole MCU of it all? But while we're talking about Sam Jackson, how wild is it that Secret Invasion did not matter at all? Like to the point where it's insane that nobody mentioned what was going on in Secret (laughs) Invasion. You have scrolls up there. His wife is not there. No, they take they take scrolls. Valkyrie goes on the ship and is like, "Come on, I'm going to take you back to Earth." And they're like, "Sounds good." Despite the fact that the president of the United States, the president of the United States, is like, "I'm going to kill every scroll I can get my dirty hands on." And Valkyrie's yeah. like, "Come back here, sounds good." And they're like, "Great." Why? Well, it was great think, seeing
1: Valkyrie, though. I was like, "Yay!" Sure. I mean, that was a very strange cameo. I was like, "This is the I, I like. I think Valkyrie's a great character." That was just like a, a neighbor walking by in the background being like, Do you know what hey. they didn't
0: need? They did not need the pause for applause. That yes. Me because I, yes. I also like Valkyrie. I also like Tessa Thompson. But I was like. You didn't clap when she showed up? No. You weren't like,
2: yay, Valkyrie's here. No, in my head day. I was
0: like, nice, Valkyrie. But I did not pause for five seconds while the film gives me a chance to cheer for her. That's well, fun.
2: you should have been cheering and if you weren't that's on you it's not on the yeah, film. You can
0: cheer for the fact that there's a very strong implication as far as they could take it that Carol and Valkyrie are in some sort of relationship, right?
1: Yeah. Agree. Yes. And that's awesome. I wish that they because that I I was like give us more or le- or not because I feel mm-hmm. like you're making it too winky in a way where I'm like just, just do it, or like do have you know her be there. There There's keep too the, much to do in this movie. You couldn't then
2: do that. You could yeah. do, do that because then you would have been like, "Well, I want more of that." This whole movie. It takes no, a left here, turn. Here's
0: what I think they should have done. So they have that thing. She runs up. They have that lovely hug together. Go. Alex's she notes pulls, section pulls back. Uh, Carol. I think it's Carol or Valkyrie kisses Carol on the cheek. Which one is it? Whatever it is, yeah. they kiss on the cheek and then they should look at each other. and One of them moves in for a kiss and the other one holds his back. Is like, no, we want this movie to play in China, please. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. that's what got cut. That's the actual movie.
0: Like, no,
2: I'm at work right now. Oh, you know, <laughs> no, that that's would really be fun. Special. That but the actual
0: reason is they wanted this play internationally as much as humanly yeah. possible, uh, so they couldn't have them kiss.
1: Would Getting back think? to your earlier question, Alex, I uh, agree with that, but uh, the I bet you there were references to Secret Invasion when this was made, and that was a going to be a hit show, and then they cut them.
0: Do you think they cut it since Secret Invasion? Really?
1: No. Yeah, I bet. Why don't, you don't think I so? Don't th-
0: no, I don't even think they saw it. I don't think they knew what was going on in Secret Invasion. I think it's the same thing as like, was, yeah, like Samuel oh, Jackson's
2: going to show up. And be like, hey, I have a wife and stuff. So just so you guys know, for this one, you don't think with
1: the fact that they had scrolls going to Earth, you don't think there was going to be a, just a that's basically a nod to it. You don't think they're going to do a little bit more.
0: <laughs> Cut to one scene of those scrolls getting slaughtered on Earth. No, like, absolutely. I just the mean US like moment taking them down one by one.
1: I don't know if the whole point is to tie shit together. I would be having a reference to what they thought was going to be a big show.
0: Absolutely, that would have been in a movie that, we've, as we've already talked about, is already overcomplicated with a lot of elements, to then throw that in there and be like, by the way, we're going to take you to Earth where it's safe, but it's not safe at all because they hate scrolls, Because Rhodey was a scroll and Rhodey really riled everybody up and tried to kill the president. And the president, they trusted him because they saved his life. But actually, the president did a whole speech where he was like, kill every scroll and now everybody wants to kill every scroll. So Nick Fury gave up. And took his wife, who is also a scroll, and went to space. By the way, she's not here right now; she's
1: on sabbatical. Wow! Even hearing that recap of Secret Invasion made me upset.
0: <laughs> I did like to. Say, I preferred it. Don't mention it in any way. Have a fun, Samuel Jackson. He was oh laughing out loud funny yes. the entire movie. He was, it was good. It's great. Uh, what else should we talk about in this movie? We talked about. Well, the I piece. just we talked about Samuel Jackson.
1: I think we're good. Yeah, and like when the at, movie after... ended, I walked out of the theater and didn't watch anything else. Anybody? Yes. Anybody well, else? wait,
0: uh, let's talk about the individual actresses for a second. I mean, we touched on some of the yeah. plot lines, but uh, again, I'll go to bat for like, I enjoyed the movie. If it wasn't for Amon Valani, I think this I would not have enjoyed it as much because she was a highlight in absolutely every scene. Absolutely phenomenal The weird thing that I keep thinking about, the thing that made me laugh the hardest that she did, is when she finally shows up at the same place as Carol and looks over and sees her and does the gasp and goes, (gasps) and then they just cut away from her. So funny to me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's funny, I agree with you. She's amazing, and I think if we want to pivot to the first of the credit sequences... Well, hold
0: on, hold on. I want to mention the other... Hold on.
1: Well, but I'm just saying, like, she's being positioned as a breakout star of this movie and uh, one of the guiding forces for the film. As she Nancy. should be. She's even writing yeah. her own comic books.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh,
1: I wanted to give a shout-out to
0: Teona Paris as well, who yes. I thought... also great. This is a character... It felt I haven't gone back and watched WandaVision. This to me feels like a different character, if I remember correctly, a different yeah. version of Monica. Like she's kind of the stumbling nerd. There's a lot of like uh English please type scenes, but they do a good job of at least cutting that line out there and instead just having her re-explain stuff. But I thought she was great. I thought she was so funny and the way her character, who is the stabbering nerd, loosens up over the course of the movie and bonds with Miss Bartle, I thought was very fun. When they go to the musical theater planner, that quick shot of them dancing to the music. Very hilarious.
1: Yeah, stuff. I agree. The only thing that I thought was strange is she felt like for a lot of it, she was in a Star Trek movie that was also this movie. And I, <laughs> I was like, oh, That's just a weird tonal place for her. And that wasn't her her fault as an actor. It was just the movie had her in a different genre, sort of, Mm -hmm. for a lot of the movie. But I also really like her. It's great. And again, I think she's positioned to at least pop up again in the future. I hope so.
0: I also... I mean, this is a dumb thing to say, but I also really liked Brie Larson in the movie a lot. I thought there was a lot of fun stuff to do for her. I really liked her in the first movie, but they gave her a lot more, a lot different emotional moods to play here uh, just as she delved into the memory. That whole triptych where they're going through the memories and Carol's memories of Maria Rambeau forced their way through, I thought was so good and so strong and so emotional and also an amazing way of just very simply setting up what happens with Maria at the end of the movie. Like that was a nice way of dropping that information in there yeah. and showing why it was important. Uh, and also uh, just for all three of them, the montage where they're figuring out their powers, tossing the ball, doing the walk with the book, the jump oh, rope yeah. Delightful. Absolutely. Yeah. I like yeah, that. The was jump just, rope like, was fun. That was the point when I was like laughing and clapping and having a great time. That's nice. Yeah. Having some fun. Having some fun. You want to talk about the end credit stuff, right, Justin?
1: Yeah, I think we, we should. We have uh, Aman Valani as the new Nick Fury, the young yes. Avengers uh, Nick Fury, which we get to see the Kate Bishop scene, which the ah. scene was sort of strange. A little bit, uh, but I love the idea that they're doing the Nick Fury thing and just having the Amon Vellani, the Miss Marvel version of it.
2: Is very funny. Plus, it was so cool because when she saw that kind of like, uh, you know, like clipboard, uh, you know, with technology on it, and she was like, wait, there's files on everybody? Like, that was such a fun way for her to explore this, like putting her own team together, and I, I really like that as a kind of like a thread that we've got to uh, kind of see uh, uh, mm-hmm. of I also I did like the line knowledge. if
0: the files are secret why is the pad see through that was that was a fun aside yes, <laughs> there um, I not to jump ahead to the next end credit scene or anything like that but this was the one that got me excited this is the one when this happened when Haley Steinfeld came in as Kate Bishop in my head I was like ah finally yes we're getting to it let's do this um, yeah. And I, I just thought it was great. Like, they are both great actresses. I thought it was a fun riff on the Iron Man scene. I do agree. They clearly tried to film it like the Iron Man end credit scene. Yeah. But in, in nowadays, now that we know that they filmed people on different days, apparently they were on set together. So to film it that way, I was like, Get them, get them a little closer somehow because I'm not convinced they're in the same place at the same time right now, but they were. Yeah. So.
1: And I wanted it to be more of a funny version of the Nick Fury one. And this one was just sort of a, a little different thing that mm-hmm. felt so just weird. If it, But like, if it was her being like super serious and then like dropping something or like revealing, like just like have it be a clumsy Ms. Mm-hmm. Marvel version of it. Perfect. And this one was just sort of like an awkward, like, conversation that didn't quite map as as strongly yeah. onto the next year
0: yeah that's fair i did really like the line you thought you were the only kid superhero out there and her saying i'm 23 yeah. that's very funny yeah, very fun mm-hmm. uh and i think part of that as far as i've heard they found out they were going to be doing that the day before they shot it so it was like a quick turnaround so maybe maybe that's the sharpness you're missing a little bit but just in terms of it yeah. dropping that like hey did you know at man has a daughter just get get these kids together. That's what yeah. we need. Is like put them Definitely. in the movie. Do it as quickly as possible, please.
1: Yeah, uh, that might be what Marvel needs. What we need to like to get a little jolt in this of new performers. We can really rally behind and like and enjoy ourselves. Totally.
0: Yeah. Uh, let me throw uh, just in terms of the lineup of a young Avengers. You know, we have the classic comic book stuff, but who do you think we'll see on it? Obviously, we'll see Kate. We'll see Cassie. We'll see Kamala. Uh, who else do you think is on there? I mean, just to throw out like a couple of, of random potential
1: ones. Yeah. What were you going to say, Justin? Oh, it's got to be uh, Wanda's kids. Mm-hmm. Wanda's kids for think? sure.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, do you think we'll see Scar after She-Hulk?
1: Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. I, it feels like a stretch. Mm-hmm. It, I want like Rey as, as a ghostwriter.
0: Hi, mm, Reyes. Yeah. Uh, maybe we also met Patriot briefly on Falcon and yep. Winter Soldier, so it could be him. Ooh. I'll throw out one that I'd like to see. I'd like them to throw Kid Loki in there from Loki. I think that would be. He was super fun what on that about show. Alligator. Instead of instead of almost anybody else. What were well, you instead say?
1: of I was going to say instead of Wanda's kid who does magic, whose name is Magic, isn't it? Uh, Wiccan? Wiccan. Wiccan, yeah. Yeah, they could both be on it. It's fine. Wicked and, and Loki. Yeah, sort they're of like eating the red same. And and they literally look alike. <laughs> they literally look alike. They look the <laughs> <No>. same.
0: <laughs> One question people have had: Do you think
1: Spider-Man is on it? Because Spider-Man is younger in the MCU. I'm sure it's Marvel wants Spider-Man to be in it. Sure. Um, I don't know if.
2: If that I, I Yes, let's just say yes That's He's cool. busy right now He's still going to the uh, same yeah. diner And not yeah. saying anything to the woman he loves uh, America Chavez Oh yeah, 100% Ooh. Absolutely yeah. I don't know why I forgot about her Totally
0: yeah. There's a lot of choices there Just get them all in a movie together Get them to mix around It'll be great
1: Now mm-hmm. in the comics, of course We know that the I- young Iron Man is revealed mm-hmm. This is a spoiler for the comic um, Is revealed over the course of the run To be a young Kang Kang, very much in the MCU right now. Do we get a young Kang in an Iron Lad costume?
0: I mean, this gets into a little bit of news that came out that we don't know exactly how true it is, but it sounds like Marvel is moving away from Kang, which seems like the right decision here. Recently, and this was confirmed, uh, Daniel Cretton, who directed—I'm probably getting his name wrong— but uh, who directed Shang-Chi, who was supposed to direct Kang Dynasty— He's dropped out of the movie. The writer yeah. apparently is no longer writing the movie. I think there's every chance they're not doing Kang Dynasty at this point and probably getting away from Kang entirely. So I like where your head's at with young Kang, but I think they want to like distance yeah, no I agree. from
1: that as much I, as possible. I just thought it's funny that that's a part of young Avengers mm-hmm. and that's where the MCU is. And they're definitely not going to do that because I agree with you. I think we're just going to find a way to secret wars and not have it be King. Like the rumors of Dr. Doom being behind it, perhaps. Yeah.
0: I'm going to push Loki. I'm going to push Loki until the cows come home. I know I said, Did that you
1: on see what
2: but... Tom Edelson saying like, well,
1: yeah, yeah he said on
2: Fallon, he was like, that was the last I played. No, last... I mean, didn't. I know that's a lie. Yeah. I know that's a lie.
0: No, he said but. okay he said two things. On Fallon, by the way, Jimmy Fallon, incredible interviewer. Like he, he really, really cracked it, Really cracked it
1: open. Really cracked him open. Uh,
0: what? But no, what Todd Hiddleston actually said it is like this is the end of a 14 year journey, which does not mean I am done with Loki. And of course, Jimmy Fallon didn't follow that up with, like, hey, are you done with Loki? Later on, I think it was comicbook.com explicitly asked him, are you done with Loki? And the phrase he used was, it would be unwise <laughs> to think that I am done with that. So yeah. he didn't confirm okay. it or otherwise. But whatever, if he is the quote unquote he's villain, done for now. Yeah, he's done for now until Secret Wars comes around, and that'll be in Secret Wars. Yes. If they do that. Uh, but as we established, Marvel is done and they're uh, pivoting to cat content. So uh, speaking of which, uh, let's move to the cat content to the movie, the big cat content in the end credit scene. We cut back in a Monica after we skipped over a lot of plot. when We were talking about this movie. Monica, when she ends That's up. Right. it's OK. It doesn't matter. Uh, she closes the jump point. It ends up in another universe. Just
1: real quick, I want to hear you describe this plot And tell me if it's important after the words come out of your mouth
0: You want me to describe the plot of the movie, what's going on? The
1: plot, the very final end of what gets us to this post Second post credit, and then immediately after you finish saying it Tell me if it was worth saying.
0: Sure. So the rough plot is that Darben is getting one of the bangles, which is an ancient piece of Kree technology. The other one is held by Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel in Jersey City. But she is using that bangle to power up her universal (laughs) weapon, which is her big hammer, hit it with to create jump points so that she can suck different resources back into Hala, the Kree homeworld, homeworld, uh, which has been decimated since Captain Marvel destroyed the Supreme intelligence the AI that was keeping them steady. During the course of the Civil War, they somehow not only sucked all the sea out and ruined their air, but somehow blew up their sun, ruined their sun. I don't even understand. We don't do explain that at all. Uh, But they did all those things. So she's creating these jump points to get these resources, but also at the same time, even though it doesn't explicitly seem to be happening this way until Captain Marvel encroaches on them, Darben is targeting Homeworld's of Captain Marvel places she calls home and getting these resources. She managed to get the water there, so the water musical theater planet is right. wrecked at this All point. All right, we got it. She almost, it. I think she that's to, oh, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. She gets the air planet, uh, so the air is there. The sun, which is Earth's sun, is saved. Uh, in the process, she manages to get the bagel of her Kamala Khan, uh, clashes them together, and... Uh, turns it to dust in the middle of space but before she has done that she has wrecked not just a hole in a jump point but actually torn a hole in space time the way that Monica describes it Monica can only close it by having her powers amped up by Kamala Khan and also Carol Danvers they do that all of them working together in this beautiful way Monica goes to the other side of the jump point and uses those little threads that come out of her hands that are made out of light to close the jump point Carol isn't able to stop her before she's able to close it completely she is Trapped on the other side. And there you go. It makes
1: perfect sense. I remember when I used to do that real fast, and wow, it sounds yeah. crazy here <laughs> in So uh, what do yeah, you think? The, was that was that worth saying to set up this last scene?
0: I don't scene? think so. Anyway, she's in the X-Men universe now. <laughs> <laughs> so we get she, a-
1: everyone's favorite X-Men revealed, Kelsey Grammar.
0: Mm-hmm. Taking off his time from Down Periscope Two to do this movie, except not really. He wasn't even there because it's a CGI beast. So she wakes up in a hospital room. Her mom is next to her. She thinks it's her mom. At least turns out it's not her mom. It's an alternate Maria Rambeau who is in the binary costume, which is a alternate identity that Carol Danvers had in the comic books. Beast is there, explains she's in another universe. Just in case you didn't get it, from Beast being there and the X on the monitor, Biter stands next to a gigantic X-Men door from the X-Men movies and says, Who are you? And they
1: they literally say, Charles has the deeds to talk to you or something, yeah. which is like we get yeah. it all.
0: Yes, we get it all. Uh and then uh and then a very funny line from Toyota Paris where she's like, ah shit. Which is funny. Like a little yeah. little underplayed joke at the end. Uh what do you think about all this though? We brought in the X-Men to the MCU? Like, we had Professor Xavier in Multiverse of Madness, but this clearly seems like a different universe and probably even a different universe than the Fox X-Men universe. Um, What is your guys' takeaway?
2: Well, I was hoping it would be the animated
0: universe, uh, which I think is the best I mean, it's a classic beast. Like, it's classic, like, 90s, 2000s beast. Yeah. The fun beast versus whatever... Hairy thing that they've had in the different movies. Uh, it's also a CGI monstrosity that they threw in there at the end.
1: Yeah. Well, I think like I just don't know why that they do this this way. Because I would much rather like a big moment. Wolverine, so, someone stepping through, being like one liner, and we're out. Exciting. Leave the theater. <laughs> steps
0: through a portal is like fuck you guys.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And truly any, anything that feels like a little swagger, this felt like sort of a soft pitch, like, Oh look, it's the beast. And there's a couple of references and sort of binaries, like a confusing thing to hang the hat on when it comes to like a character reveal. It's all pinned on Monica, a character that, while I think we love, isn't like the, you know, home run hitter of, the mcu so like it all felt a little strange to go to have this be the big swing and i also think it's crazy no one's talking about it this movie's been out for a week and i feel like it's not making this moment in this second post credit should be making a huge splash and i just feel like it's not
2: well people were going nuts on twitter talking about x-men yeah
1: yeah yeah, uh,
0: I mean, it leaked a little early, so that's probably affecting it a little bit at least. Also, the movie is vastly underplaying, so people may not know about it. There was definitely a reaction in the theater when I saw it on Sunday of people going "ooh," yeah. and they were excited. Yeah, yeah. Um, I agree with you, though. I think there's too many too many things going on in that scene. Like it's not; it's just not a good scene. Uh, I know yeah. you didn't like the pre credit scene. I did enjoy that. That did get me excited for the future.
1: I I was excited about it. I just, I was like, I just thought it had an opportunity to be like so super funny. And it was just a little strange, but I'm, I agree with you. That was felt like much more of a, like, yes moment Mm -hmm. than the X-Men nod at the end.
0: So, I will say, on the positive side, I thought the uh, sudden rush of emotion when Monica sees her mom was great. That was cool. Great, great one for God. this movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. So good. And yeah. the way they play that is so good. Uh, but then there's too many things that happen too quickly. Beast looks bad. Like, it's bad CGI. And after a movie that did have some janky parts, but for the most part, like, the space scenes I thought were really gorgeously filmed. Yeah. And it felt yeah. – so different. I know you keep bringing up Quantum Media, and I think you're right to. Quantum Media, which looked like mud the entire time, this looked like something, and I appreciated that. Just suddenly hit us with, like, oh, right, this is what Marvel does. They watch the VXX. It was a real bummer
1: well, at the end. But I think they had to do a, n- a character that was CGI, so they didn't have to reveal a casting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? But like, they didn't reveal a, put a casting
0: a, because it's Kelsey Grabber.
1: Yeah, but that's a casting they can move away from if they need to because it's an old. Because a lot of conversation I've seen is like, are we getting the old cast from X Men? And I think, because like a more interesting character to put there would be Gene Gray, but are you going to mm-hmm. get uh, Fonka Jansen to be there? That feels weird too.
0: The overall, so Kevin Feige started his career on the X Men movies. So I understand the impulse there to be like, Let's bring them back. We're going to bring them back probably. We'll probably see more of them in Deadpool 3. That seems the obvious place to throw them in. Yeah. I'm sure we'll see a lot of them in Secret Wars as well. we we'll get Wolverine, that's Yeah, sure. I mean, obviously we're getting Wolverine, and I think we're probably, to your point, Pete, I think this scene kind of explains why we've seen Hugh Jackman in the classic blue and yellow, mm-hmm. because we probably are getting like the X-Men 92-style universe, like those classic... Characters and classic costumes and stuffing—that's great. Here's maggot. my concern. Yeah, what?
2: Maggot. Classic.
0: Ex- <laughs> yes. Classic. We'll ex- probably see
1: maggot, maggot,
0: marrow. We'll see uh, who else. Who else? Uh,
1: Cecilia, seen? Cecilia Reyes from <laughs> Cecilia that same.
0: Everybody's, everybody's favorite X-Men character is like. Please leave me out of this. I, I well, do.
1: even yeah, in the comics, he's like, I don't have a code name, and I'm not interested in being a part of this team. <laughs> I'm a doctor right. who makes force fields, which is both useful additions to this, but I'm actually not interested. Thank you.
0: <laughs> I love that. I love those three characters. Here's our big swings. Maggot, Marrow, and Celia. Celia Murray is the character who doesn't want to be
1: here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I will say it is a big swing for an X-Men who's yes. just like, oh, I, you don't even want to be on this team? We're your last chance Every, every human and Humanity hates and fears us No, I'm good, I'm a doctor Fine, leave me alone yeah, They don't uh, hate and fear <laughs> me, they come to me for medical advice So, in your face, Charles
0: Yes, so, here I don't remember what I was saying before But my main point is going to be that Taking the MCU, a franchise that, like, is in serious trouble right now And hanging it In any way, on the X-Men movie franchise, a franchise that ran itself even farther into the ground where people didn't even bother to see the last two movies, one of them was just released on streaming, and most people didn't watch it, whatever you thought about the movies itself, that's a bad idea. I am not an exec. We love execs, but that is...
1: I don't don't like when they cry. No, I don't like when they
0: cry. I hate that, but I love it when they make money. And, yeah, and I want they them make to make money? money here. This seems like the opposite tactic to take MCU and hang it out. Like all of our hopes are on the Fox X-Men franchise. Don't do that.
2: Well, I what agree. I, and well, I don't understand when it comes to that is Logan is such an acclaimed hit. Why not? Why aren't you putting X 23? Like speaking of an mm-hmm. amazing kid, like, she is unbelievable, not only in that part, but uh, as a character. And there's so many different ways. They did so many great things with her in the comics. Like, it just seems like, don't bring back the fucking X-Men, bring X-23 in. The, but the whole thing is,
1: people will watch the the old characters back. Like, they're dying to get any Avenger who is going through a divorce or something and needs some money, <laughs> they want to get them in this next movie. And they are going to pay these people when the news – because I think they will do this eventually. The amount of money they're going to pay, Robert Downey Jr., is going to be terrifying. For me. <laughs> it's going to literally sk- – it's going to turn Wait, our hair white.
0: But let me, let me throw this out to you, and this is no shade on the x cast. Do you really think it's the same thing when they're like – we got him back. We got James Marsden. We got Fabka Janssen. Halle Berry. No, in here. no, no. In fact, I,
1: I think they need to move away for those for the exact reasons you were but saying. But that's
0: not what they're doing. That's not what they're going to be doing. Like, everybody wants to see them be like, great, give us, please give us the MCU style X-Men and costumes. What is the classic take? What if we never really see it on film? And instead, it seems like they're very clearly heading in the direction of like, Well, no way we could possibly cast the X-Men better than this movie franchise that eventually everybody hated.
1: Yeah, but I I, I don't think I think hopefully they can pick and choose. And who knows what if some of those actors are going to be like, I I, thank you, but no thanks Cecilia Reyes style. So like we don't know, but like they got to keep Hugh Jackman. They could keep the pieces that they want and like move forward. Bring back Ray
2: Park as Toad. Come on. Wow, great you know, pull, Pete. Do you know what happens to a
0: toad when it gets hit by lightning, Pete?
2: <laughs> wow,
1: that's really great. Really else. great stuff. I Joss hope they Whedon don't. Line. Joss Whedon wrote that line. Yeah, you know. Yeah, good for him. Where does he come up with that stuff?
0: <laughs> where does he get his wonderful toys? That's what I want to know. Mm. What else? Uh, before we start to wrap up here, any other notes for the movie? I will say we talked about this a little bit on our Patreon Slack, just in terms of confusing things. That last scene at the house in Louisiana, I felt like unnecessarily confusing. Like, clearly, I think when you think about it, it's like, oh, Carol is moving into the Rambo's house to keep it warm until Monica comes back. Very nice. Very sweet. The fact that the cons who live in Jersey City are like, well, uh, yeah, no problem. We'll carry your boxes and help you move in with this truck that we all drove down in for some reason. And then... The mom who, by the way, the mom, very funny in the movie. I thought she was great. She was really oh, yeah. great out as well. Uh, telling her son like, you know, this would be a good house to raise her family, raise family in. He's married. We know that from Miss Marvel. So what is the implication
1: there? The implication is that they're all moving into a house in a, like a full house-style situation. <laughs> yeah, it's a full house. <laughs> Which system. I was like, this is so... I, I agree. I thought it was confusing in a way that I, I was like, why would you end this here in this right. weird way?
0: It's just unnecessary. Like, You need one line of like, hey, thanks for helping me move down to this house. And then you can move on with the scene. But the way they played it out raised way too many questions, particularly right at the end of the movie. So, who will? Uh, Anything else? Let's end on a positive note. Anything else folks liked for the movie that you want to call out? Pete, you've been bummed out for the last half hour after we stopped talking about Cats. What's up with you?
2: Yeah, I just think that, guys, we need to talk about traveling by cat and how it's the future. And this Mm -hmm. movie is ahead of its time to call that out, because why would you travel any other way When you can be spit out like a hairball uh, and, you know, cats are, you know, you can put so many people in a cat's stomach. It just uh, makes no sense.
1: I just ordered a kid in mouth on the app. It'll be here in five minutes to pick me up and take me home.
0: to be clear, I didn't mind it. That was an insane B plot to throw in It was in the insane. Of this movie.
2: It was hilarious. It was ridiculous. It was just fun. Well, and let me say, like, there's
1: a lot of weird parts in this movie that I applaud the movie for doing. The musical theater plan. It was oh such my. a weird thing great, to happen like in a transforming movie.
2: Transforming into that dress and starting dancing. Yeah. That was so fun.
1: It was great. And it was fun. And I want more Marvel, more Marvel movies to have this kind of like, Silly. You know, not everything needs to make so much sense. It just was such a refreshing turn Of a a self-serious plot to have him just land on a musical theater planet, and then there's like we're dancing too. I was like, yes. The kittens was the same thing where I was like, this is so weird and crazy. And Nick Fury is uh, playing, or uh, Samuel L. Jackson is playing Nick Fury in such a like. I don't know, man. This is a crazy day I'm having. <laughs> like, and I love that. He's like, sort of like another long day at the office. I'm like, yes, this is so fun. Mm-hmm. So don't more run from the like cats. That.
2: Let them eat you.
1: If the whole movie was that and the body switching, which is also sort of in that family of like, this is crazy, but let's keep, let's get good at it. That's a killer movie. And they got halfway there, which is the closer than they've been in a while. Great stuff. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, why don't we wrap up here? I think we've already kind of talked about our vision board, what we want to see with the X-Men, what we want to see with the young Avengers. So, if you'd like to support this podcast and all the podcasts, we do patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Facebook and YouTube Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about Marvel, Apple, Spotify, Android, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show at comic book live on Twitter slash X comic book club live on TikTok and Instagram comic club for this podcast and many more until next time. Stay marvelous.
1: Uh, I got to relax after these podcasts. I'm just going to slip into a nice warm bath of feige tears. You guys want (laughs) to join me? I'll send them over.